RadioInfluence.com. Welcome to the Monday edition of the Dark Delight Podcast with Frankie Val in the basement and <laughs> no more drums. Oh, the drums are right there, but they're, they're blotted out because I just there's just too much chaos behind me, and there's an icy there's an icy white hospital light over there where there used to be a soft yellow because all that is gone, and now we we're on a multi-month journey right now. That's crazy. good. I'm excited. I'm excited to see the final product. Yes. Um, so when you come up here to New York next, you can you can stay in the basement. I'll make sure there's a pullout here for you and Will. Oh, gee, thanks. Because we usually stay in a hotel now because we're we're too the family's too big to occupy my in-laws' house comfortably anymore. You know, Viviana is going to be 18. William's going to he's a man now. I don't even know what's happened to him. Yeah, the family is <laughs> physically big. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Um, it's not growing in people. It's just right. getting bigger. Um, <laughs> the people are growing larger in the right ways. Okay. So, on a lot of things have happened. Um, on Friday, just right after I said, I'm taking my weekend because this week is going to be crazy insane... General Flynn filed a lawsuit against the United States government for malicious prosecution and abusive process. I saw that. I saw that you were threading literally all weekend. Yes. Well, Sunday. All day yesterday. Well, it, it was substantial. It was. It was substantial. And this filing, first of all, it's it's Jesse Benal's um, filing. It's their case. And the attorney on the case is Jason Greaves. And I can tell you that Jason Greaves is a brilliant attorney. He is a brilliant attorney. I know him personally. Um, Jason Greaves was our attorney in the ridiculous, um, crazy experience defamation case that we had brought against us in Horry County uh, that stemmed from an incident at Rock the Red a couple years ago. But he's he's a brilliant attorney and he's he's really good so he I feel first of all right off the bat before I even read this I'm like okay this is gonna be good and then you get into it and honestly if you read this it's 51 pages the complaint and if you read it you're you're basically getting the entire story of what happened to General Flynn in a 51 page lawsuit Mm. I can't believe they did it but somehow they did and then you know there are things that are not included that, I was going to say, did they miss anything? Yeah, yeah. There are some things that, like, the diehards of us would probably be like, oh, my gosh, how could you not put this in? Like, they don't mention that Peter Strzok was talking to Lisa Page about how to edit his 302s. What about what about um, the people like James? Are you talking right now? No. Oh, I thought I saw your your arms moving, but I didn't hear your voice. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm going nuts. That's okay. Uh, did you uh, did did he include the tacit public admission uh, admission from James Comey, like in front of the crowd, talking yes. about how they just sidestepped protocol and sent agents after him because it was just early enough on to screw the rules. Funny you should mention that. I have that clip. 
Somewhere I mean, it's one my... of those. It's one of those like gifts from God moment. I, I I couldn't believe it, but yes, it's in there, and they talk about how that happened and why it happened, um, and the fact that Sally Yates at the DOG. Here we go. Yeah. It's White House now, and it's hard to imagine. T- You look at this White House now, and it's hard to imagine two FBI agents ending up in the sit room. How did that happen? I sent them. Um, <laughs> um, something we, I probably wouldn't have done or maybe gotten away with in a more organized investigation, a more organized administration. Book, the FBI wanted to send agents into the White House itself to interview a senior official, you would work through the White House counsel and there'd be discussions and approvals and who would be there. And I thought it's early enough. Let's just send a couple guys over. I mean, that is just so incredible. I was. It's early enough. The law doesn't count. I, I, it wasn't against the law per se, but it was, it was so terrible what he did. The whole FBI. And and again, Yates and Clapper and even Brennan said that this problem, this never should have happened. Like Yates flipped her lid when she found out. This was all about this. They had the transcripts of this, the calls with Kislyak where they accused him of discussing sanctions. Th- that never happened. He never discussed sanctions on those calls. They had the transcripts. They brought Sally Yates, J- James... Uh, Brennan, Clapper, all of them were saying, you need to give those transcripts to the White House. You can't talk to them about what was in those calls and not provide the transcripts. James Comey said, we're not giving them to them. Then they went over to Flynn and they tried to get him to lie about what he said on the calls, but they had the transcripts. So let's pretend he looked Peter Strzok in the eye and said, we talked about um, going to the Christmas Spectacular in New York City. It wouldn't have been material to their, quote, investigation anyway, because they had the transcripts of what he actually said. So his lie made no difference to the process or the progress of their investigation. Either mm-hmm. way, lies. But he never did. And and he was forced to resign because Mike Pence said, well, you lied to me about what you said on that call with Kislyak. You're not going to be able to stay in the administration anymore. And so he was, quote, forced to resign or fired. The whole thing was nonsense. The whole thing. And Robert Barnes did um, a video last night about this. Like he had his normal thing with Viva. And he mentioned the thread, which, I I mean, the thread is just a comprehensive walkthrough of the complaint. But he said there are hurdles that you need to cross to get a malicious prosecution um, case over the finish line. And there are significant hurdles usually. However, one of the hurdles is that there was no probable cause to start the investigation in the first place, right? And in Mm -hmm. the case of General Flynn, when the DOJ dropped the charges against him, they literally said there was no probable cause to start this investigation in the first place. One major hurdle, gone. Add to that the fact that it's going to be very hard, and I said this before Robert Barnes did, not that it matters, but this is something I just knew, it's going to be really hard for them to change the venue of this case to D.C. or other uh, elsewhere because it's tort and fetter, it, you can, you know, file it anywhere. And the pl- he lives in Florida, so he filed this in the Middle District of Florida and it will be a jury trial. 
So they want nothing more than to transfer this case for jurisdiction into D.C. But there's no reason to do that. There's no good reason to transfer this case. And the judge is a federal judge who's going to be ruling on federal law like any other judge in any other jurisdiction would. So it's probably going to move forward in in Florida. And what are they going to do, Frank? The IG came out and said they didn't follow the Woods procedures. It's an official report. The IG came out with a report about the FISA warrants that they got. Yeah. Like, so what is the government going to do? Argue itself? Say we're incompetent and we didn't do this right? Like, it's just. Oh, hey, they could. that's the thing. You would think that would be crazy, but they could because they've, they've argued themselves all the time. I mean, look at the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. I mean, talk about being able to get through a situation in which everybody in the courtroom is the same entity. And, and to and to put, I, I don't know how they can do it. it they would, how it would, it, it just may. It's really just a matter of, you know, how believable is the fight and, you know, are the compromises being made? And, you know, you, you give the, the, the court of public opinion because the actual, an actual court of law uh, you know, we're not going to get anything. We're not going to get James Comey's head or anything like that. Well, so, I mean, so they just got to give us a yeah. They got to give us. I know a pound of flesh. Yeah, it, it's really just a matter of what pound are they going to give it? Are they going to give us? They're not going to give us the heart. Are they going to give us the ass, <laughs> the thigh? <laughs> I it's, we'll, we'll see. But this is incredible. You're right. It's um, uh, it, it's 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 going to be how how long do you think that? This is just starting, obviously. This is just filed, so this will probably be the rest of the year. Oh, yeah. For, oh, yeah. For Flynn. It's going to be going on for a long time because they'll file their motion to dismiss or whatever, lacked failure to state a claim, or they'll come up with some cockamamie reason why General Flynn can't sue them for $50 million plus dollars. And I'll be honest, like, this case is one of the most egregious, terrible things the justice system has churned out in in. Goodness knows how long when you have a DOJ that is saying the, pursuing this, quote, crime that didn't happen would be would not be in the interest of justice. And the judge is saying, well, I don't care what you say. I'm going to try and prosecute him on my own. That's like literally what <laughs> happened in this case. It's unbelievable. And so few people really knew what actually happened. Like I see proponents of General Flynn consistently posting you know, you you spent time in jail for no reason. He didn't go to jail. He never spent a day in jail. He didn't set foot in a jail. So people don't really understand what happened. Hopefully now they will a little more. Um, I, I, want, I wonder how they're going to cover this, if they, if they cover it at all on The View. Oh. I, I wonder how they're going to break this one down. You, you can't be an honest broker and not see this for what it is. You can't. It, it's just impossible. And I, anybody in the comments or on the chats or something, if you can find the video that Carpe Donctum did of this demon, I shared this meme or gif of Peter Strzok where he looks like the devil, literally looks like the devil with that evil little, you know what I'm talking about? His, His little yeah. shake. His, yeah. Yeah. When he's His telling, moment of glory. Yeah, he's basically telling the committee, go F yourself and thinking he's going to, you know, ride off into the sunset, which for the most part he has. 
suing the government for wrongful termination and everything. What else. do you think he does? What do you think he does every morning? Do you think he wakes up? He he, he reads the paper with a, co- a cup of coffee. I think he plots how he's who he's going to kill next. He looks like a murderer. He probably he probably does something outrageously comfortable. In my opinion, he looks like a a psychopath. And you know what's funny? Kyle, Kyle tweeted, and he said, "Hold on, open offer, whistleblower versus weasel charity boxing event." <laughs> and he quote tweeted this struck meme. He said. Winner decides where the pot goes. Struck can give it to Ukraine or cuckolded husbands or whatever. <laughs> I'll pledge to uh, Shipwreck Crew's Legal Defense Fund for January 6th defendants. I have zero record in amateur boxing, so it should be fair. I think the undercard could be um, Garrett O'Boyle versus Alexander Vinman. Garrett's another um, whistleblower. Like he's saying, basically, let's have charity boxing messages like good FBI agents versus these weasel idiots. Who would win? Too bad, too, too bad Mills Lane just died. We can bring back celebrity oh, deathmatch. Mills Lane. He oh, like in Mike Mike Python, Mike Tyson's punch out. Yep. Oh yeah, in there. Absolutely. Mills Lane was in that game, wasn't he? The little ref that came out. Yes, he was. Hold on, I gotta find something. Hold on. Oh, I can hear Aurora crying. We're we're potty training her like big time. So oh, are you? Like we have, we were like setting timers and stuff now, and just bringing her over, bringing her over to the potty. She must love that. Yeah, sometimes she's she's more on board than others, but it's getting annoying for her. It, whatever, gotta gotta break her. Here, hold on, hold on. I got something for everyone. It's Kid Dynamite, Mike Tyson versus Little Mac. Oh. Here we go, round one. And there he is, and Mario's the ref. You remember this? You gotta remember this. All right. You, you, you surrent that from Blockbuster. I never owned it. You never owned Mike Tyson's Punch Out. No. Shame on you. No, I never owned it. And it's not Mill. Yeah, yeah, I remember it's it's Mario, Mills not Mills Lane. <laughs> but but Mills Lane's been other ones. But uh, no, it's I, I, what I had was there was an NES uh, uh, an NES package that I downloaded from my from my computer, like an MS DOS kind of startup or whatever. So I had it for my computer years and years later. Just as like a, a throw, a nostalgic throwback, but never owned it. Great game. You know what the other one? My favorite one. Uh, uh, it's it was. I can't remember the name of it now. Never mind. I loved Nintendo. I used to beat everybody in Doctor Mario. Um, everyone. Oh, I will be on with Charlie Kirk today at one. Whoa. Yes. That's a that's a big spot. I'm excited. It will be good. We're talking. That's your first time on with him. Yes. Yes, we're going to talk, we're going to talk. That's why I'm kind of like barefaced and hair is like not very primped. So you're saving the cleavage for Charlie Kirk's show? Yes. Yeah. Because you know what? If you're a woman, let's listen. All right. If I were to put like, you know, moisturizer and some like 
tinted moisturizer on my face and some blush and some mascara and a little bit of shimmery eyeshadow and, you know, fix myself up. I would have to remove all that to start over for the one o'clock. And it's annoying, Af. Why? Because it doesn't stay nice and fresh. And then you look kind of tired after a while. And it's just a pain. I still have my mascara on from yesterday. I can see. It's underneath your eyes. I look fine. <laughs> and then the hair, I just wanted to wait and do it all at once so that my hair wasn't done all nice. And then the rest of my face is boring. It's just such a complicated thing to be a woman. What are you going to be going on uh, uh, Kirk's show to talk about? Is it this? Um, I I think we'll we'll move into Flynn, I'm sure. We'll talk about Missouri v. Biden, which is the next thing we're going to move into. I'm talking about the Carrie Lake Supreme Court case. And also, he wants to go into the Thaler thread that we did a little bit, um, which I'm kind of hesitant to do because I feel like said my piece, told everybody what the deal was, time to move on. But apparently since he's in Arizona, um, you know, he wants to, he wants to hear a little bit more about that. So. Well, congratulations. You're going to be a, a good ambassador for your, for your tribe today. For all of us, hopefully. Yes. And it's a longer hit. It's 15 minutes. So, wow. yeah. So it's not like, Tracy, tell us in two minutes what the hell, what, how the sun burns. And I'm like, blah, 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 blah. it's not like that. So that's good. Um, speaking of court cases, again, Missouri v. Biden. Frank, we're at a very critical stage in this case right now. So where are we at? We're at the place where, so Missouri, Louisiana, and a bunch of other people, including Jim Hoft of the Gateway Pundit, Dr. Cariardi, um, and uh, how do you say his name? Jay Batachara. I can never pronounce his last name. I can only read it. Anyway, um, they're all suing the federal government for censorship on social media. That censorship around election integrity issues, the Hunter Biden laptop, COVID, vaccines, um, anything, really. It's all different issues um, that the government has worked and pressured social media to censor people over. The These states sue the federal government. They ask for a temporary injunction, which I have. Here it is. Here it is. Okay, so they asked for a temporary injunction to stop. What they're asking for is for them to immediately enter, for the judge to enter a preliminary injunction preventing the defendants and their agents, officers, employees, contractors, contractors, mm -hmm. and all of those acting in concert with them from taking any steps to demand, urge, encourage, pressure, or otherwise induce any social media company or platform for online speech or any employee, officer, or agent of such company or platform to censor, suppress, remove, deplatform, suspend, shadow ban, deboost, restrict access to content, or take any other adverse action against any speaker, content, or viewpoint expressed on social media. So basically, stop talking to the social media platforms completely. Judge has to rule on this temporary injunction this month within the next week or two. Today is the day where Missouri and plaintiffs have to file their argument, which encompasses all of the discovery that they've done over the past eight months, which means all of those depositions 
that were fought, that were taken from all of those government employees and agents. Fauci, Elvis Chan, um, um, everyone from uh, from uh, what's his name? The the CDC, the FDA, all these heads of agencies that they deposed are going to be brought together along with the written discovery that's been provided and, and written, written interrogatories, some of which we've talked about already, like how they censored the vaccine injured from Facebook, but they just made it so no one could see them. So many things is all going to come. You, uh, and I, I know that this has been a huge, this has been, I mean, you've been drilling this for months and months now about the importance of it, the magnitude. Um, uh, it, it, now that we're we're coming on some pretty critical moments in the timeline, do you have any any nut, nutshelled crash courses in just what's going on? Um, I mean, I would love to have you on on quite frankly to 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 just really shape this up for people in ways that I I haven't been able to because I've gotten all my information on on this on this show. But I would love to have another crash course on all this sometime soon, especially since it's getting it's said it getting so critical. I, I love getting a little uh, almost like previously ons. Yeah, I'm going to do that. That's what I'm working on this week. It well, should... when you're ready, when that when that previously on is ready, you've got to you got to let me know and, and we'll get you on the schedule on on quite frankly, because I, I would like to get you talking to that in, in front of different audiences, even though we have a lot of overlap. Yeah, but we don't have complete overlap, that's for sure. That's um, what I'm saying. Do we yeah. have some? Yeah. But Yeah, I would love to. I'm going to have that done hopefully today by the end of the day. Like very very 30,000 foot view. Where were we? Where are we now and why is it important? Because and I have to read all of this. I'm just scrolling through what was filed over the weekend if you can see it's thousands of pages and I have only gotten through not much. And it needs to be read. Like somebody needs to read it all because there are things in here that nobody else is going to find unless it's read. Like they can only focus on certain things, these attorneys. They can't focus on every little nugget that's in these depositions. And trust me when I tell you, there are a hell, a hell of a lot of really important things in here. Like they might be able to get Fauci on perjury at this point. Wow. He, he perjured himself. And I don't put it past these guys to do it. So they have to today file. The judge granted expedited discovery, which is unheard of. He said, yeah, go ahead and do some discovery before the actual case gets going so I know whether to issue the temporary injunction. They, they were granted. They've been fighting for this discovery this entire time. They were granted all the discovery they wanted for the most part. They got a ton of information. CISA withheld information from them against the court's order. They figured it out, went back to the judge and said, CISA didn't give us all of this. And then the judge said, you'd better freaking give them all of that or otherwise there's going to be problems. So they produced another 30,000 pages worth of stuff. And today is the culmination of all of that discovery to prove to the judge why they need a temporary injunction as they go on for more discovery. And that discovery net is going to get even wider, right? They were kind of focused in this little narrow corridor on this temporary injunction. Now, if they move past that to trial and the judge rules against a motion to dismiss, which he will, 
the net gets cast so much wider. And the judge even said, remember, this is only discovery for this very limited, tiny purpose. Once the case gets going, the discovery window is going to open. The judge said that. Hmm. The judge has already said they've proven their case. He already said that in a filing. And no other court wants to F with this judge. They're all letting him do his thing. Like they had mandamus petitions and all kinds of stuff elsewhere and appeals. And for the most part, they said, no, we're going to let this go. Like it's been something. It's I'm stunned. I'm stunned. That's why when people want something to hope for this case, hope for this case. This case has a real shot. It's been proving itself the entire time. I've been watching it for a year. And again, the trickle down effect because it's a it's such a huge free speech um, uh, case. What's what would be uh, uh, the trickle down effect for people like us? No more censorship anywhere. Anyway, that would res- that would res- it, but for let's say let's say Twitter was still under control. I, I mean, Twitter's not a perfect place. It's it's become. I mean, it's almost like an air. It's like a capsized ship. Yeah, we found an we found an air bubble in a capsized ship. Um, it's not perfect, but l- let's say it, it was still under old management. What would be compelled by this decision? What what could be compelled? How could Facebook, Twitter, Google, the search engines be compelled to act to um, to you know, to, to, to be able to neutralize okay. censorship. What would be, what would be then officially defined as censorship that is not allowed? And, you know, how, how would the books be opened up? The algorithms, what would not be allowed? At the very least, the government would no longer be cooperating with social media and telling them what to do like they are now. So that would mean that that CISA would go away in terms of its its Stanford Internet Observatory and its um, you know any anything tangentially connected to the government from a contractor standpoint that's supposed to partner with social media to police disinformation would would cease completely. So, for example, in this case, we learned that the White House wanted Twitter to remove a nasty tweet about Jill Biden. It was a joke that somebody posted that went viral and Jill was upset about it. And they badgered Twitter to remove this thing for months and Twitter tried to push back and eventually ended up removing it because the White House basically threatened Twitter, if you don't remove this, you know, we're going to make life horrible for you. So Twitter really didn't, even before Elon, didn't want to remove the joke, but they were forced into it. That would stop. So, so we, okay, so we, we would just be left with whatever kind of uh, uh, toxic corporate culture existed prior to federal federal meddling. Yeah. Okay, so it's not okay. So, so yeah, it, 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 could it, they still censor people based on their you know t- uh, terms and conditions? Yes, it wouldn't stop that, but it would at least bring us back to a place where our own government was informing disinformation governance boards and all kinds of other shadow agencies to work with social media companies to stop our viewpoints from making it to the general public. Would it make me, would it then make it, yeah. 
I would have to imagine it's it's a First Amendment violation now. It should be jailable right now. But, you know, would, would it make it uh, if in any government agency or department or office was caught doing that uh, through back channels or whatever here in in the future? Would that then be jail right to jail there? This is what they're. OK, the prayer for relief, what they're looking for is declaring that the defendant's conduct violates the First Amendment of the United States Constitution and provisions of Missouri and Louisiana's and other states' constitutions. Declare that the defendant's con- conduct is exceeds their statutory authority. Declare that defendant's conduct violates the Administrative Procedure Act and is unlawful and vacate and set aside such conduct. Preliminarily and permanently enjoin defendants their officers, officials, agents, servants, employees, attorneys, and all persons acting in concert or participation with them from continuing to, to engage in unlawful conduct as alleged herein and grant such other further relief as the court may deem just and proper. So they're going to get a declaration that it's it's illegal and a violation of the First Amendment. And once that precedent is set, it'll open up the door for all manner of lawsuits to come forward. So it's so important because how is the Supreme Court going to rule on something censorship related if it if it has this as a precedent? You see what I'm saying? It's it's important. It's an important case. Um, Speaking of Jill Biden. Hold on. I have a clip of uh, here. No. Here we go. Today, two Republican presidential candidates are taking the stage at CPAC, former U.S. ambassador to the U.N., Nikki Haley, and conservative uh, activist and entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy, both set to speak. This, as First Lady Jill Biden has dismissed Haley's calls for competency tests for lawmakers over the age of 75. Nikki Haley, one of the Republican candidates, is calling for mental competency tests for those politicians over the age of 75. What do you think about that? Ridiculous. Would your husband ever take one of those? I mean, we haven't even discussed. He doesn't even know what a competency test is. We don't even discuss things like that. We won't even talk about it because he wouldn't remember anyway. (laughs) I, I don't have discussions with Joe. It's impossible. (laughs) we don't talk about anything actually i just guide him around and hope he gets where he's going yeah i mean and if it wasn't obviously they would say oh yes absolutely if uh if if joe was uh if the plan that they have for joe was out of the way and that's just donald trump no doubt about it so yeah we need it we need it. We need to have we need to have Trump take a and you know he had cancer removed skin cancer. Fine, that's not necessarily indicative of some very you know deadly important issue like that can kill him. But don't have your doctor come out with a, gl- a glowing health report and then three days later announce that you had a cancer or skin lesion removed. Just ridiculous. this man is in tip top shape. We, re- we only removed a little bit of cancer. <laughs> it doesn't stop him from performing the duty. If he was normal, it wouldn't stop him from performing the duties of president. Right, right. If it's he a was a normal person. Though some, uh, what, a melanoma, 
um, that could be bad. Yes. But um, that's not what was going on here. Still, still, I, please. I have on the screen right now a picture of him literally biting Jill Biden's finger when she's standing up at the podium. I mean. But you you remember the, the media, the media behavior when Donald Trump appeared to be slightly dragging his right foot. When he walked, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Said, Why is he shuffling his right foot? For we had, we got two weeks of stroke coverage. Yep, and when he accidentally slid a little bit down the ramp at the military, <laughs> like Do the slippery if they, ramp. If they, if they took, if they took a skin tag off of Donald Trump, what do you think that they would be talking about for for a month? I know. So it's, I mean, this stuff is just part of the the, the sitcom at, at this point. It's terrible. So anyway, back to this whole lawsuit thing. I'm going to do the review and I'm going to do anything new that I find, which will be ongoing. And then the filing today, which I'm telling you is going to be, it's going to be insane. I know it already. It's going to be blockbuster. I don't use those words lightly. As a matter of fact, I take a giant crap all over things most of the time. (laughs) Like, don't get your hopes high about this. It's nothing to be excited about. This is the opposite of that. A hundred thousand times the opposite. And this week, Matt Taibbi, as we talked about Friday, and um, what's the Schellenberg, I believe his name is. Schellenberger? Schellenberg. Schellenberg. Will be in front of the weaponization committee talking about the Twitter files. We can't have Kyle in front of the weaponization committee, though, because... Kyle's too honest. Yes, he's too competent. He cuts right to the point. He's he's their worst nightmare. Like, if there were ever a whistleblower to come forward, you would want it to be someone like Kyle. And then you would want him to be the, the leader of all whistleblowers, which he is. <laughs> okay. They've created a, I, a brand I am the for Peter, themselves. I the Peter Pan of whistleblowers. <laughs> oh, man. By the way. I watched the video of him uh, post-wisdom tooth rem- removal just to see because I was curious. And there's mm-hmm. no pudding in that video. He gets the cup of pudding and that's it. It moves on from there. So if you were watching on Friday, Kyle told us that he, he was recorded after a wisdom tooth removal and he's smearing pudding all over his face. But unfortunately, that part of the camcorder video has been cut. It's not on the YouTube the real question is, by whom? Who cut it? Well, definitely not the FBI because they would want that embarrassing-ish all over the place. Okay. So then this is an inside job. Yep. Yep. Sharon says, um, I'll keep saying it, my mom has um, dementia and the similarities between her behavior and Biden's are scary. Um, hold on. Who wrote it? Somebody wrote into my show. And I forgot where I verified some of it, but they had made a claim that that Joe Biden years ago had to take a substantial part of his brain out. Yes, yes. You you had this whole story about the doctor who was actually sitting at the table. So yeah, now now I, I don't know anything else. It's a distant memory. It was so long so ago. So don't take anything I have to say with anything other than a grain of salt with that being said it is true <laughs> he has he has at least one third of his brain missing we and we have to we have to find the information 
I have to find the information on this now. He had some kind of a trauma. <laughs> What's the matter? Are you okay? That's how I do journalism. <laughs> That's why people come to me for the news. I'm going to cry. Hold on. I was wondering why I was so so quiet. I thought we got cut off. And you were no, just I was trying choking. not to laugh. I have to stop the crazy hysterics that are coming because you're hysterical. You're like, take everything I'm about to say with a grain of salt. Joe Biden is missing a third of his brain. Somebody <laughs> told me this. And it, just like, because I get super chats and I get emails. People give me their theories all the time. And I deal, you know, I'm, I'm almost like, you know, an international bazaar of theories. Here, 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 give me a theory. I'll give you one of mine. But this, I remember this had a little bit more substance than the others. And they're like, no, no, it's true. It did. He had some kind of, he had a, a situation and they had to remove substantial parts of his brain. <laughs> substantial. Does like, what keeps your brain in place if you remove too much of it? Does it start knocking around? <laughs> <laughs> Which part? Which part did they take? I don't know. And it was because of his aneurysm, wasn't it? So, yeah, something like that. Two aneurysm surgeries, says Laura Butler in the chat room. Oh my there gosh. you go. Oh, I didn't even see that. See, I, I remembered it on my own. No one's going to believe me, but I did. Oh, Frank, it reminds me of the clip of your show with Rob, Matt, 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 Rob. With Matt? Matt. Oh, Where yeah. You're hysterical. I've never seen moments. you laugh so hard in my life. I, I, it happens from time to time. I had my husband laughing like that last night. He cried like I was just about to do. And once I get started, something else will set me off and it will be all. We won't have a show. It'll be over. That's why I was trying so hard to contain myself. Let's listen really quickly to what Carrie Lake said at CPAC. I 100% be I believe this is true. There's no part of me that thinks she's even remotely exaggerating this at all. And they may- I'm gonna pull it, put it full screen and um, compose myself while we watch it. Think that they won, but I know they're feeling the heat. They're, they're actually, we've got them in the frying pan right now. This is true. And I know, I, I'm gonna tell you why now. I. I can't believe this actually happened, and I wasn't sure if I was going to share it here at CPAC. I wonder if the fake news will even cover this. Something happened to me this week before I left for CPAC, and it shows how desperate these people are to stop me and to silence you. I decided to share this. It's a little bit controversial, but I'm going to put this out. Somebody showed up at my door this week. They called me before and said, I got to talk to you in person. This can't be done over the phone, which is always kind of like, uh-oh. What's that going to be about? They came to my door and they tried to bribe me out of getting out of politics. It's really happened. I'm telling you this because this is how disgusting politics is. A mom who runs for office and they're afraid of me, they tried to bribe me with a job title, with a huge salary, a position on a board. This is how they do it. And I said, are you kidding me? I walked away from a big job and a big salary. I'm not motivated by that stuff, guys. I'm not. So this person standing before me was sent 
at the request of some powerful people back east. They want me out of politics. But wait a minute. I thought they already stopped us. Why are they so afraid? I thought they already stopped our movement. So, so. I don't know what that person said. Well, I don't know. I don't know what the future holds. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just on God's time right now. And when I said no to this person, they didn't take no for an answer. They said, well, what will it take? What is your price? How do we keep you out? Name your price. This really happened this week. Name your price. All we're asking for you to do is to get out of politics for two years. Two years. Okay. They were that explicit? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, she wouldn't lie, would she? I can't see her lying about something like this. I ask you, do you think I should sit out for two years? What is she even going to do in two years? Other than win the governorship. (laughs) They want, they want her. Okay. Oh. Should we put our movement on ice for two years? I didn't think so. Or should we double down and stay in this? You know what? Bless her for raising her arm up in a silk shirt like that on a stage in front of hot lights. Because I would be like this <laughs> the entire time. Bless her for not having sweat marks. That's what I'm saying. That's how cool that's how cool and collected she is. Or she had her sweat glands removed. Yeah. I'm you know, I'm going to CPAC. I'm gonna have my sweat glands temporarily removed. <laughs> Why don't you see if someone will email you about that? It's another body part. Yeah. There was, there was, any, there was anybody sitting next to uh, Carrie Lake during her sweat gland surgery? <laughs> Please email quite frankly. At, <laughs> if you have any information. <laughs> no, um, I, I don't. Obviously, I don't. Uh, she's one of those people where I've never. And how do I know? I mean, even I, I just think that she's has a, a whole lot of integrity. Yeah. And I just I just trust her. I do. too. And um there's I no, do. She's I not do. lying about this. She's in not. two years, I mean, it's very pivotal from now to get that gets you through 2024. It, it, it's very pivotal time. I don't know, obviously. And I don't know if that is I can't imagine that that is to prevent her from being a a vice presidential candidate. Because, again, vice unless I, I don't know. She won the vice like, presidential straw poll at CPAC. I can oh I can imagine that she would do that easily and 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 when she when I knew that the this was only a couple of days after the midterm election I know that it took weeks and weeks and weeks for her uh, for the 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 steel to be sealed out there in Arizona but I I knew the writing was on the wall and I said that the day that the day that this was apparent she should have called up uh, I I would not be surprised I should say. If she called up Donald Trump and say, "Hey, if you need a VP, I'm with you," because um, I, I, uh, I'm going to be free for a couple of years, and I'd like to keep my my hands in it. But I don't know. That's the bribery. Two years. I wonder who it is. I don't know. I don't know. It's crazy. I have another clip from Thomas Massey, which is really, really funny. She, he's he's schooling um, Jamie Raskin with a very basic science experiment about inflation. <laughs> 
And it's funny, we're going to watch the first like 30 seconds and then I'm going to move into a topic that really, really bothers me a lot that's just getting worse and worse and we'll talk about that for the last 10 minutes or so. Ready? Yeah. Watch this. This is what happens when you have a quantity of something and then you add more to it. This is dilution. The, the principle is so simple that a child can understand and you can create this little science project at home. Sorry, you can have your tea back. Okay. <laughs> but the principle is called dilution. And when you print $5 trillion and you put it into the economy, you have diluted the value of the money. You know, something interesting has happened with our debt here recently that hasn't happened in, in, in history, really. Uh, we got to about $26 trillion by borrowing money. Okay, real quick. Look at his pin. You see it? Uh, yeah, what, what is it? That is the, the U.S. debt clock. He programmed this pin. Oh, wow. And he wears it all the time to consistently be tacking up the debt. And this is nine minutes and 30 seconds of Thomas Massey, who is brilliant. I love him so much. Schooling Jamie Raskin on inflation in the most basic of ways that it would make, it would make, anybody would understand it. it and then it's so basic. Like, I don't, I don't get how people don't understand. Oh, they understand. At least some, most of them do. And, this is really just about next phase plans. Um, but I'm sure that there's plenty that don't understand the thing that the, the gravy train can just keep on rolling. I also had some clips of um, Russell Brand on Bill Maher this weekend. Did you see any of those? Yeah, I saw a lot of those. Yeah, there were some of them were pretty good. I mean, he's 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 something. He's a lot. He's a lot. I, if I were bringing him on, if I had him on a show, first of all, if I were on a panel with him, hey, you want to come on and be a part of a panel with me and Russell Brand? I was like, no. No, I'd rather be in the audience. It's just impossible. If he's on a panel, it's going to be the Russell Brand show. You can't stop him from talking. So uh, that so I, I felt bad for the MSNBC guy he was sitting next to because you could see that he was having an aneurysm of his own. <laughs> he couldn't stop. But... <laughs> and and uh, another topic, just because everybody, um, not in the chats or anything, but I just want to let everyone know, the Telegraph released a whole boatload of messages from uh, the guy, what's his name in, in the UK, who was talking about like COVID policy and how to scare people and what their thing was going to be to get them to comply and like thousands of messages of him saying it's time when we launched the new variant, this is how we have to say it so that people are terrified and they stay in their houses. People are taking that to mean like he created it and they knew they were going to push out a new variant. I'm I'm saying I think they meant when they launched their messaging about it and they pushed the new... Because you remember every other week it was like the deadliest variant yet and they had like marketing for it and all kinds of stuff because they wanted everyone to be terrified and listen to them. Yeah. And then it stopped working. Um, but that's not what the time... That'll be on Wednesday because I have to still get through those things. This is what I want to talk about. For years, Frank, the gay community only wanted the same as everybody else, right? They wanted to be able to get married. They wanted to be able to get married. What else? They just wanted marriage rights. And they got them. 
And now they've extended their acronym several letters and now they want to be able to just flaunt their penises around in front of children without having to worry about it. Why can't we just have inclusive? And then they worry, wonder why everybody's rebelling and saying, get this crap out of our society. So there's a video of a furry performing at an event for babies. For babies. I'm going to play it. There's no sound, but I'm going to explain what's happening. The guy is hanging from one of those like hoists on the ceiling, those straps that people sometimes use to do performance art. And he's wearing a pair of thigh high boots. Now he's got platform heels on with a G-string thong on and his junk there. And he's dancing around in these heels for these babies and their parents and their mom. And there's a toddler crawling towards them on the floor. It is the most disgusting. All of these parents should be arrested. All of them. Every last one. What the hell is even happening? So they want to be able to do that now. And they think if they can't do that, that we're not inclusive. And then there's this one from Landon Starbuck. I'm going to play this one. This is a child. A child who performs at RuPaul's drag events, who's sponsored by Crocs, and whose mother runs a kid drag account with sexually explicit performances like this. No child should be performing adult entertainment for adults. This is not expression. This is child exploitation. What kind of parent brings their child to perform with adults and in front of adults wearing BDSM gear and lingerie? What kind of parent is okay with their child being sexualized and behaving in a sexual manner? What kind of parent is okay with their child touching their privates and performing with an adult taking off their clothing? What kind of parent allows their child to perform with a man wearing a BDSM mask? How old are you, they ask? 13. This is a 13-year-old whose childhood was stolen and who taught this child to lick their hand and touch their privates to entertain adults. You see, this goes beyond failed parenting. This is the byproduct of a toxic TikTok culture that's already sexualized our children. Oh, stop. And yes, these are pasties on Look, this Gotta go back body. a little farther than that. Yeah. Gotta go back a little farther than that. TikTok culture. I, I mean, if you watch Please. this video, which will be in the show notes for those listening on podcast, it is disturbing. Like, I literally got nauseous watching this. This, this. 13-year-old gyrating around on stage with a bunch of BDSM freaks. And and they want us to accept this like it's freaking normal and be okay with it. And and uh, th- there is there is a hard stop at children. This was the beginning. Had they politicized pedophilia and then expected that everybody was just going to it was going to be too toxic of a conversation to have cuz they politicized it. Yeah, well, th- this is the this, this is again the um, the slippery slope that they told you did not exist, and 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 uh, th- there are plenty. Like I I I don't use the word community to to describe describe gay people because there are uh, I would have to I would I have to hope that most gay people think that this is completely 
messed up. You're, you're cor- There's a huge swath of them. They formed organizations. They despise this and think it's disgusting. I mean, and and they and and not and not only should they because maybe they actually really do just want to get on with things in life and 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 slink into the background and not be a centerpiece of everybody's conversation and just get on with life. But they should know and they they should be able to conceive of this becoming a uh, this leading to a very dangerous situation for them where if they are if they are lumped in with everybody else and it becomes a community uh, a community problem where we we need to be there for the drag kids. But all the the retrogrades think that this is something and we're being I mean, this is how the system works. not necessarily this is how the system that they're trying to create works they create discord they create a lot of venom and a lot of uh and and a lot of situations where there is a um i don't know there's an outrageous display put on whether it be illegal immigration the complete flaunting of laws the complete flaunting of uh, human decency and dignity when it comes to children abortion whatever and they and they gaslight you into thinking that you're the one that is backwards for thinking that children should not be in g-strings um and uh and 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 trying to clap their asses for for uh for adults and that creates a lot of resentment a lot of anger and you know what it's righteous anger because uh we're, we're not talking about uh yankees versus red sox here we're talking about the lives of children you have a very short window of time to save them from lifelong trauma and uh and and we have school the psychiatry uh, uh the industry pharmaceuticals the government everybody coalescing around making sure that this butchery continues i had somebody um i had somebody in my life actually try to suggest that the outrage over drag uh the outrage over drag shows is uh is akin to the the the, um, the outrage over Elvis Presley's dancing on television, where they had to shoot him from the hips it's up not, because he was gyrating. Said, I, I, "Are you kidding me?" It's not you, outrage over drag shows. There have been drag shows for exactly. years. Exactly. Nobody. It's not suddenly in 2023. Like you know what? These drag sh- these 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 clownish, outrageous circus-like environments for adults to go out. And 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 have a night. It is mostly a common. Uh, the bir- bird the bird cage will will always be one of my favorite movies of all time. It it, it has always been a fringe adult uh, entertainment venue kind of a situation that has been around forever and uh and and it's never been a problem. How can you not separate fringe adult sexual entertainment from? from spaces where children are how can you not inviting them specifically for that purpose exactly to and then and then these drag shows are worse in some cases than what they do for adults and i'm sorry but a good percentage of these people keep getting arrested for pedophilia it's weird how that happens I, i i don't understand it it's very strange like it's just it's the, Landon Starbuck was one of the people that helped draft the bill. We have a column in Uncover DC that Wendy wrote in Tennessee that the governor signed to get rid of this, to stop, make this illegal, that you cannot have children in a space like this. And- look, uh, look, look, Tracy, it, it doesn't matter what it is. When they send caravans of illegal immigrants 
foreign nationals to the southern border, especially under Trump. Under Trump, the caravans were very highly publicized because they wanted Trump to make bad decisions about how to repel them. They wanted people killed because if they had people killed at the southern border, especially before the midterms in 2018, then that could be a boon for their reporting apparatus in the news to go and push xenophobia, racism, murder. Where they sent all of their their uh, their BLM and Antifa people over to the White House in 2020 and 2019. They wanted people gassed. They wanted people shot. They know that if you start climbing the 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 the, the fences at the White House, you can you will get shot dead. They wanted that happening. They can they and they and but they only report it in one way. They try to frame it and focus it. Same thing with the children and 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 driving this wedge and making it really hard for gay people and right? anybody else that uh, that that may find that may be associated with this category of entertainment with drag shows. They want to be able to create as much discord. I mean, for somebody, for example, because everything is so finely focused and myopic in the way that the the media um, uh, operates, it common sense is turned off yeah where people are not able to say well obviously nobody's coming after drag the drag shows have been around for it's 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 ancient this is very specific here but because because it becomes an issue for uh, uh GOP Republican types they politicize you it. must be you must be on the other side of it so you turn off common sense mm-hmm. and you switch into this 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 base programming and, and and here we are, and, and they just they want body counts. They just want body counts everywhere they can get it. So terrible, like we, and it's it's losing. It's a lose. It's losing. You know, Viv. But to, before we close, my daughter told us last night we were having a very long conversation about all of this, and there are several quote trans kids in her school that have that are on the drugs and have gone through and. They were having a conversation and some of the kids in the class, she says, which I believe her, said, it's starting to become a little bit too much now. Yep. She, they said, like, at what point does this become like a mental illness and no longer something? Always has been, my friends. I, Always has been. But the kids are starting to be like, all right, enough. Because the privilege that comes along with being in this category at this point in time is so attractive to attention starved confused children that they feel like that that a life-altering decision they they don't realize and their parents are just there throwing the shit at them like candy they need to go to these parents need to be held accountable for destroying their children the the parents don't want to stand up to anything they want to be the parents want to be put on a pedestal themselves yes especially especially they if they were underachieving in their own lives this is a way this is a way for them to to win the big game. You hit it right on the head because we've discussed that previously when we have the teachers coming out to their kids in class and telling them I'm gay and then getting the acceptance of them all cheering and they're all happy and mm-hmm, you hit the nail right on the head, Frank. Well, all right, let's see what happens between now and Wednesday's show. And remember, big sponsor like Jeep or I don't know who else. I I always uh, I I, don't know, I guess Jeep um, uh, Discover, <laughs> Discovery Zone. Or, Are there or any Discovery Zones out there? Leaping Lizards. American Express could come and sponsor us. Um, I don't know. Yeah. 
<laughs> Dark to Light brought to you by American Express. <laughs> uh, what's another one that we can do? Coles. Uh, oh, that's more <laughs> like it, Coles. Because Buttigieg I... said that Tucker Carlson can't tell the difference between TJ Maxx and, and uh, what was it, Coles? What? Uh, on, what's the other good one? Um, what if we what, what if we were like uh, sponsored by a, some kind of a dairy farm, like Garlic Farms? <laughs> that would be fantastic. Uh, Get all your eggs hood, from Garlic Farms. Hood, hood. <laughs> what is it? Dark Delight brought to you by Hood Milk. <laughs> I would take a, a raw milk sponsor. Tropicana. <laughs> Dark Delight brought to you by Tropicana. Tropicana with pulp. <laughs> Just, specifically, they, they they specifically we know we're having a hard time moving our Tropicana with pulp. Would you take this on, <laughs> Frank? Real quick, boot edge edge. He said over the weekend. Do you think that Carlson knows the difference between a TJ Maxx and a Coles? I don't think most people really care. But anyway, there was another train derailment in Springfield, also Norfolk Southern. 20 cars derailed in Springfield, Ohio. The Simpsons. Oh, and, and what was it? Was like a, it, was a, it was carrying TJ Maxx? No, no, but this was in response to, I, I'm completely all over it. Oh, I'm trying to cram a lot in in the last seconds. Oh, the Ohio train derailment was Norfolk Southern. Pete Buttigieg was responding to criticism by saying that the right are all coastal elites and don't really know what the hell's going on in middle America anyway. Coastal elite? Wait, the right? Yes. Are coastal elites that don't know what's going on in middle America? These Fox hosts who are literally lifelong card-carrying members of East Coast elite. <laughs> that is that is incredible. That This is almost like playing the alien card. Know. where at the end they tell us that we were the ones that were too that were too big city focused and we have lost touch of flyover country yeah that they threat i guess this is the ultimate party switch myth right here they they also shared a a, comp, uh, a picture on twitter of his husband and him in a hospital bed with newborns and his husband has a bracelet on and he it, 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 almost like he's trying to make it like he birthed the children which clearly didn't happen so long, whatever. Okay. Well, he, he was, he was, I saw all of the, the memes with this guy uh, taking very, very friendly photos with one of the, the many uh, mayors, pedophile mayors yep. now. Yep. Who have been outed and arrested. Yep. Yep. Just happened over the weekend. 50 different charges of pedophilia on that mayor, I believe. 50. Anyway. You have been listening to the Monday edition of the Dark Delight Podcast with... Joe Biden has a third of a brain. Frank. You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2.30 Eastern Time on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and RadioInfluence.com and live streaming to video Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Rumble, Getter, and Twitter. And you can also watch Frank's show every Monday through Friday at 7 o'clock Eastern at quitefrankly.tv. We'll be back on uh, Wednesday. Later. <laughs>